0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, uh, we're going to talk about when to pivot. So uh, this one's based on uh, listener feedback and conversations I've been having with athletes and coaches. Uh, also, uh, uh, conversations I've been having with uh, entrepreneurs and business owners and the, uh, the the issues that we can have uh, when we're confronted with the need to change, with the need to pivot away from our original goals, uh, redefine our expectations and set our sights on a, on a new trajectory. And that's specifically important when it comes to athleticism and uh, achieving the goals that we set out. So uh, I take uh, some time to dive in and break down. Firstly, um, uh, why it's important to acknowledge the need for pivoting, um, what that really means in terms of expectation setting, uh, and in terms of our ability to continue to remain positive and productive as it relates to the pursuit of our full potential. And then I break down five Reasons five uh, areas that we uh, that we might encounter when we'll need to pivot. Uh, they're broad, overreaching uh, components of uh, of our athletic identity, of um, of how we pursue our goals, and everything from um, leaning into uh, how the process uh, adds value to our lives to the ro- role that joy plays. Um, I break down five very specific, actionable um, areas where a pivot not only might be critical, um, but it may very well be uh, important for uh, just our sustainability as athletes, just our ability to enjoy the process, and that when we pivot away from, uh, from our primary goal, when we pivot away from the thing that we originally set our sights on uh, that doesn't detract from our abilities as athletes, it doesn't or shouldn't detract from uh, our athletic identity, the role that that athleticism plays in our lives. So uh, thanks again for your comments. Uh, EnduranceMinded.com, please keep your thoughts and feedback coming. Uh, I'm using those and have really enjoyed um, um understanding the issues and the uh, areas where uh, you guys, our listeners uh, need guidance and uh, that's been a really exciting area for uh, for these solo conversations to, uh, to, to come into play um, please keep uh, ratings, comments reviews coming on whatever platform you listen to I can't thank you enough for all of those uh, all of you that have already done so share it with a friend, tell somebody uh, that you know And uh, let's keep it going. And uh, thanks as always. I appreciate your time and I hope you enjoy uh, this episode on when to pivot. Before we get started with this week's episode, I want to take a moment to announce some really exciting news. Uh, I'm so happy to be welcoming Inside Tracker as our first official sponsor to the podcast. So, as I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. To me, it's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So when you do what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just enjoying the great outdoors, you wanna do it for life. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great, training hard, my blood work has uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. So despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific individual and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So, for a limited time, endurance-minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. To take advantage of this offer, just visit insidetracker.com, enter offer code EnduranceMindedPro25. That's EnduranceMindedPro25. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. Visit InsideTracker.com today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Endurance Minded. Uh, So glad you could join me. Uh, On this episode, like all of the um, uh, solo uh, episodes that i do it's going to be spurred by uh, a few things listener feedback um, so again thank you all for your feedback uh, if there's uh, if you haven't had a chance to submit questions comments um, you can do so at enduranceminded.com but I've been getting lots of great uh, feedback uh, from uh, from our listeners on questions that you have struggles that you're dealing with uh, ways that you're Uh, challenging yourself to compartmentalize uh, athleticism um, in the rest, uh, in other areas of your life. So uh, it's going to come from, uh, today's topic comes from uh, listener-generated questions and also, like always, uh, experiences that I'm having personally uh, as a coach, as an athlete, uh, as a business owner. And um, so what I want to talk about today is uh, when is it important to pivot, um, or or the shortened version of that, when when to pivot, and what I mean by that is, when do we need to shift our goals or change our goals, shift our expectations, change our language around those goals and expectations, and when we do that, what does that mean for um, for how we Reach our full potential, how we continue to pursue uh, our athleticism, uh, our goals, the um, the ways that we've defined success and failure. when we pivot, when we shift away from those things, what does that mean? So I want to lean into that a little bit today uh, because i'm I'm seeing um, lots of instances of that just just pop up um, around me, whether it's uh, in, the athletic space. I'm also seeing it in uh, business and entre- entrepreneurship space with uh, with people that I'm that I'm talking to, and it led me to think that, or realize that the concept of pivoting uh, is is can can be hard to grasp. Uh, it's a it's a tough thing to manage, and when we're presented with that challenge, it can be. Um, disruptive. So let's talk about when to pivot and I want to first define um, and help everyone understand why that's an important skill to begin with, specifically through the lens of athleticism. Um, so the reason that 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 I think or that I'm seeing that that's challenging is that as athletes, we set goals and we imagine that the path to those goals is linear. So we uh define how it is we're going to um achieve success, how we're going to define that success through the lens of a specific goal um and and we map out that that road map, that runway in our minds first, and when we think about that, it is um it is linear there there aren't typically. Uh, very many disruptions. We imagine that the path to that goal is going to be relatively straightforward if we have the right ingredients. Specifically for athletes, those ingredients are consistency, um, appropriate periodization, uh, rest, recovery, intensity, duration, and frequency. There's a few, you know, all those things kind of combined together, but the equation is relatively straightforward. And we imagine that the path to that goal is going to follow that equation. On the other side, we're going to we're going to find ourselves in a successful scenario. Of course, we know that's not always the case, for any number of reasons. Um, we need to pivot. So that, in and of itself, is is important. Or why um, understanding the need to pivot? Uh, because the path to success is never linear. It's never straightforward. It's never uh, clearly paved um, and without disruption. And the sooner we can wrap our minds around that. And the better equipped we are to deal with those disruptions, with that need to pivot, the less disruptive that experience is going to be and the more likely uh, we are to be successful in the long run. So an important caveat here is it's not that what I see is it's not that pivoting is necessarily the disruptive component. At face value, we might assume that the fact that we're having to change our plans or, or, or mix things up or um, it's not going quite how we thought it would go, that might seem like the disruptive piece. But what I really think it is at the core is that, um, is that it's, the disruption is in our expectations. So again, we've outlined mentally, emotionally, and then even physically from a training perspective, how we expect that process to go. And our expectations are going to drive our actions. and so when when we are in a situation where we are forced to pivot um, to change our plans, it's not the action of the pivot that is the problem. it's the disruption in our expectations. And I think that's an important caveat to understand is because that's going to help us cope with and navigate through these pivots and ultimately make them um, learning experiences and opportunities for growth versus disruptive experiences that derail us but that expectations versus actions is is i think something that is healthy to identify because it's um it's not something that's necessarily clear and it took me some time to arrive at that um so i wanted to put that out there cuz i i think that's a that's a healthy and important distinction to make and Just knowing that at the onset of any goal, there are going to be opportunities where you're faced with the need to make decisions about how you pursue those goals. Um, And we're going to go into when we need to pivot. But again, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, defining expectations ahead of time, getting a very clear understanding of what that process is going to look like, what it's going to feel like what are, what's realistic that's going to help um, tremendously in your ability to overcome adversity so at the onset the best thing you can do for yourself is to understand that that it's not going to be straightforward it's not going to be as easy as you think um, it's not going to be as um, clear-cut you know whatever adjective we want to use that the, the, the thing the central component that makes lofty goals worth pursuing is that they're complicated and they're hard, and they, they force us to think about things in ways that hopefully bring out the best in us. But if we're not equipped with the skills and the tools and the mindset to, to do that, to think about those things um, appropriately, they can also be damaging. Um, so the very nature of, of goal setting is that, um, is it's going to present opportunities, um, to challenge us. So again, just, um, knowing that the expectation piece is, is different than the action. And that when we're, when we're frustrated, it's not because we're having to pivot, it's because it's, it's, we're pivoting on our expectations. So defining those expectations and defining nuanced and varied versions of those expectations ahead of time um, so that you're prepared as best you can be is important. And that um, when we set out to to reach our full potential through the lens of, of our athleticism, um, by the very nature of that thing, we're going to be presented with challenges. That's why we took it on in the first place because we're hoping to come out at the end of that um, a better version of ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally. I think all those things are interconnected as athletes. We have a tendency to separate those components, but I I believe that they're all um they're all, you know, it's a triad, they're all part of the same piece. And if we allow ourselves to think about things, um, kind of a multi pronged approach, come out the end of that goal. Uh, uh, better version in uh, in uh, many different capacities. So, so then when when do we pivot? So if we know that we're going to have to pivot, if we know that change is inevitable, that disruption is inevitable, um, when are we? When do we need to pivot? So I want to outline five areas. There's lots of different ways this could go, but I but I, in thinking through this, fielding your questions, areas where folks were having issues and and not quite sure. How to navigate this, these scenarios? I've outlined five areas where I see this most prevalent, and I think pivot um, uh, is can be important. And the the important thing here before I go through these five points is that we have a decision, oftentimes, whether to pivot or not. So it, it presents itself, but we don't have to take action, and that's where that's why I think the pivot is important because often inaction leads to, um, to an experience that is wholly different than that, that we wanted it to be, um, than the experience that we wanted to have. So, so I want to outline these because I want to help you understand when there might be an opportunity where a pivot could make the process more productive, make the goal more fulfilling, make the outcome more sustainable. Um, that's that's what I want to target here. So so just get that. Um, I want to lay the groundwork here that, that these are not always crystal clear. And and out, in outlining them, I hope to shed some light on when, when you can get the most and how you can get the most out of these opportunities uh, for for change. So, um, first, when uh, when the process is no longer adding value. So I'll I'll go into what that what I mean by that. So we've talked a lot about process performance, outcome-based goals on the podcast. If you've listened to other episodes, um, you know what a how critical. Um, I think, and other experts we've had on the show, how critical that process uh, is, how important it is to define and outline that process ahead of time. Um, And so when that process, when the actual work that's involved in pursuing your goals no longer adds value to your life or to that process, it might be time to pivot so ultimately what i think a goal should should provide for athletes um what i think that process should provide for athletes is that it should it should add value to all areas of your life um so the commitment to reaching your full potential has far reaching um it, it, it reaches far beyond fitness and so that means when we dedicate to ourselves uh, when we carve out time when we understand the process related to to reaching a goal that's going to impact other areas of our life it's gonna it's gonna make us um, better in our relationships and our families and our job uh, career name name it um, I think that through the lens of athleticism uh, we have the ability to, um, to use that as a springboard for, um, for other areas of our lives. So when that process is no longer adding value or the inverse of that would be if it's detracting from, um, the enjoyment we're getting in, in areas of our lives, be that athleticism or, or other areas, it might be time to pivot. Um, we shouldn't have to sacrifice everything for the pursuit of a goal. There are times when the weight is imbalanced, certainly, um, when we need that full input, when we need that full commitment. But if it just feels like it's more draining than revitalizing, um, then it might be time to pivot. So again, if the process is not adding value. Um, think about a pivot. Think about what that means, um, and how do we make that process productive? Um, there's a lot of different ways to get at that. That's very, very individualized. Whether that's just removing the frequency of our workouts, whether it's thinking about our schedule, thinking about how we balance those that training in relation to the rest of our lives, into the uh, how we balance that in relation to the person that we want to be. Tons of ways to get at that. It's a very nuanced conversation, but if it doesn't feel valuable, uh, think about pivoting. Second, um, and this is going to be kind of goal specific, but think about everything that we do has a cost. Uh, It could be energy, it could be time, um, uh, energy emotionally and mentally, um, could have an actual cost um, financially, monetarily. And If the cost of that, the pursuit of that thing is too high, then it might be time to make a pivot. And and so again, this is going to be different for everyone, but if it starts to feel like what that thing is taking from you, um, and that could be a specific event. um, So that could be, you know, if I show up for this event and and it doesn't go as planned, are the, is the impact of that, the negative impact of that, going to be more substantial than the positive gains that I get from the pursuit of this goal? Um, that's one example. Um, is the cost of just pursuing that thing too high? Um, so, is it taking more than it's giving me? Again, from an energy perspective, you know, is it is it detracting from other areas of your life? Because the cost needed uh, or, or the input needed comes at such a high cost that it's detracting from your ability to enjoy other areas of your life, or just enjoy the process in and of itself. So think about that cost. And I think that's something that we don't think about very much, and we certainly don't often outline um, at the onset, but, but I think it's a good practice to name your cost. What are you willing to pay? Um, again, financially, how much am I willing to invest in this? Probably more, I don't want to say importantly, but, but more, more nuanced than that. And, and maybe worth digging into a little deeper is what, what, what is the, the other costs associated with this and how, much, how deep am I willing to go? Um, how much am I willing to sacrifice uh, in other areas of my life um, in order to pay for the pursuit of this goal? Of course, these are, these are hypothetical costs. Um, but that's a very unique, the answer to that question is important because everyone has a different cost. I fully support those that are willing to go in deep. If you're willing to pay whatever it takes, um great. Then let's go for it. If there's a cap on that cost, which is also fine, better to define that, and understand that ahead of time than to get in so deep and then the pursuit of that thing become disruptive or the pursuit of that goal becomes something that you resent. Um and then the worst case scenario in my opinion is that it 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 detracts from the value of athleticism in your life completely, and you don't feel like that's an important part of your identity anymore. Um, sustainability and longevity are always the goal. Um, so think about the cost and just work to understand what that means for you. Maybe jot down some notes, some ideas. Uh, at any point in the season, no matter how close or far away you are from a goal, just think about what that means for you. Um, third Third. Uh, area or or scenario where we might need to pivot is when a goal is too aggressive. So one of the things that we really struggle with as athletes, as a culture, I think, specifically uh, uh, in the endurance sports community, is that we give the most value to the hardest thing. So what I mean by that is, we have an event, say it's a running, say it's an ultra marathon running race, or it could be a bike race, whatever it is. We have decided often that the people that are most qualified to be there, the people that are most, um, who have given the most sacrifice the most, um, who are the most quote unquote athletic, are the people that are doing the hardest version of that thing. So with an ultra marathon event, you might have um, a 50-kilometer version. You might have a 50-mile version. You might have a 100-kilometer version of that event. And then maybe at the top, you have a 100-mile version. Well, we so often decide and give the most credence to the people doing the 100-miler. Those are the ones that, those are the people that are, you know, most committed, they're doing the hardest thing. Um, those people are are on a pedestal, and then we have decided that the people—maybe that's us—who are doing the shorter distances are somehow less um, less qualified to be there, right? And you see this play out all the time at expos. You get to pick up your packet or you're training for an event, and we demean that. That distance, we say, oh, I'm just doing the, and you insert shorter distance than the 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 hard, quote unquote hardest one, the longest one available. So again, using the ultra marathon example, oh yeah, but I'm just doing the the 50k. I'm not doing the 100 miler. To say that somehow you have given less than the person that's doing the 100 miler, that's not true. Um, the commitment is the same. The, the equation needed to arrive at that goal is, is the same. Consistency, commitment. Um, you have to give the same. All that changes is volume, right? All that, so the difference between a 100 mile person and a 50k person is they just ran a little more. They didn't do, they didn't commit more. They didn't, they weren't more consistent. They just did more volume. Specifically, they had to make sure their bodies were prepared for the specific demands of what they set out to do. But that doesn't make them a better athlete. It certainly doesn't make them more qualified to be there than the individual doing the lesser distance. And I say all that to say that there are very real times in an athlete's life when doing the lesser distance is a good idea for a variety of reasons. Maybe you bit off more than you could chew, right? You want to do the long thing. Maybe that's a three-year goal. Maybe that's not this year goal. <clears throat> maybe, maybe life got in the way, um, as it does all the time. And again, In order for, like I mentioned earlier, in order for that process to continue to add value and for that cost to be at a level that is appropriate, we need to pull back a little bit. We need to set our sights on uh, a goal that is more obtainable in the near term, such that the process overall is sustainable and adds value. So don't be afraid to make that goal less aggressive. Um, it's not about whether you can or can't do it. You very well might be able to show up and run or ride or swim or whatever the longest distance. But is that is that the best option for you now? So number four is when we're out of balance for too long. So an important thing to understand is that inherently the pursuit of our goals, um, can be a selfish endeavor. When we say that we want to accomplish something, when we say that we want to, um, pursue our full potential, that means that we're going to have to prioritize ourselves, our time. Um, we're going to have to give space and validity to that thing. Um, so that we can be the best version of ourselves in that particular time. So that that comes with its challenges because we have to something is going to have to give. Um, the goal is not 50-50. We're not looking for a perfect balance each day. I'm not sure that's even possible, but the the pendulum is going to swing in um in either direction. There are going to be days, months, weeks where we are not balanced. Uh, we're, we're, and we've made that commitment. We've said at the onset that that's okay. In order to reach my goals, uh, I'm going to give more to this thing right now. And um, that's going to lead to uh, a better version of myself down the road. Um, and the pendulum is going to swing in another direction, uh, in, in the opposite direction. And I'm going to be able to balance uh, or get back to or prioritize or give more weight to other things in my life. So, but but the important thing here is that while that is kind of the inherent nature of pursuing our goals or the pursuit of our full potential, it can't last forever. So that's where the pivot point is important to, to understand is if, if things are out of balance for too long. And a few markers for me are, or, or one of the primary markers for me is um, we might the expectation might be that we are giving more to ourselves uh, to our sport to our goals in the build up to to something we've prioritized particular distance an event uh, whatever that is if if after that event um, the balance continues to be Uh, Off kilter. And if that lasts for too long, that might be where we need to pivot. I think space is critical. Know when we need to give our time, when that time is expected of us in order to reach our goals, and when it's important to pull back. Just because we're willing to give it doesn't mean we should give it. Um, So balance overall is key in, in providing moments. And I've talked about this on previous podcasts. We just Launched a podcast not too long ago about uh, about providing space and when we inject that space. Um, this is this is in that same vein. Um, so so if the balance is is off for too long, think about how you might need to pivot in order to get some of that balance back. Because what that lack of balance ultimately will lead to, and it might not come this season. It might not come next season. Who knows? it will lead to burnout and overtraining. So if we don't infuse opportunities for that pendulum to swing in the other direction, away from our athletic endeavors and back towards our other responsibilities, the other things we're passionate about in our lives. Again, athletic identity is just one facet of who we are. It, it, it shouldn't be the only thing. So when that that pendulum, that balance, that seesaw, whatever you want to call it, it needs to tip in the other direction at, at multiple times throughout the year and 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 through our uh, journey as athletes. So if, if you don't see that, that tip, uh, if you don't see things shift, even if for a short period of time, if they don't shift in the other direction and allow you to free up Space and time, mental and physical energy for other things you're passionate about. Think about how you can pivot to make that happen because that's not sustainable. All right, number five. Lastly, most importantly, something we talk about on the podcast a lot. um, Pivot when it doesn't bring joy. So again, all of this is an opportunity for us to celebrate ourselves and what we're able to accomplish when we put our minds to the pursuit of the best version of ourselves or our fullest potential—that process should always elicit joy, happiness. Um, if if it if if you're not able to reflect on your experience as an athlete and and find joy in that you you got to figure out how to do that because, again, that's not sustainable. Now, is, is hard work required? Sure. Are there days when you just don't feel like doing it, but you put your you know nose to the grindstone, so to speak, and you get it done? Absolutely. Um, highs and lows, that's part of the athletic experience. But overarchingly, that should be adding value we should be able to find joy in that process so that we can get back out there and find the drive and the motivation to commit for another day or commit to to seeing what we set out to do through so very simply if it's not bringing joy figure out a way to make that happen pivot change your training plan change your mindset talk to your coach talk to your family um, whomever it is, whatever you need to do, let that lead. That process should be something that is a positive, central touch point in your life that you can lead from in order to make um, other areas of your life more positive as well. So when we have when we're confident in who we are as athletes, and we feel good about that process, and the commitment to that process brings us joy. We are, and I guarantee this is the case. We are better in a, in all areas of our lives. So when that joy disappears, it starts to impact other areas as well, uh, which is a downward spiral. So, come at it from a position of joy. That's the last one that should really lead the charge on the on the on the four uh, points before that. So, quick recap. Um, When the process doesn't add value, think about pivoting. Um, When the cost of that process, the cost of that pursuit is too high for you, that might be an opportunity to pivot. When the goal is too aggressive, uh, when, when doing the thing that is shorter or slightly less extreme or however you want to compartmentalize that, when that's the right call, don't be afraid. To make that decision and don't let that decision impact how you think and feel about yourself as an athlete Um, again like we've defined before an athlete is anyone who's dedicated to moving their body it's not the person who does the longest version of the event that's offered number four when we've been out of balance for too long so it's okay commitment is great dedication is great let that pendulum swing in that direction when the time is right but when it's not needed, make sure it swings back. Make sure that we give time and energy and space and validity to the other passions in our lives. That's going to make you a much happier and more well rounded athlete. And lastly, make sure you enjoy it. Um, make sure that when you reflect on your athletic journey, when you reflect on the value that athleticism and the pursuit of that full potential brings to your life make sure that it's a joyful process and that you think about and are able to reflect on that experience um, from a place that makes you happy. Um, thank you guys so much. I hope this helps. Again, enduranceminded.com. If you have any questions, feedback, keep it coming. Um, ratings, reviews, comments, always keep those coming. Um, thank you so much for everything that you guys have done. Uh, this community is awesome. It continues to grow and I'm so excited uh, to, see, uh, to see what we get into Um, Thanks, as always. See you next time.